It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Pure crime. Nobody votes in Utah. Nobody, Brandon. Right now on KSL Plus. It's all just made up. Two years after the 2020 presidential election and weeks away from the midterm elections. Nearly one in five Utahns think elections won't be fair. Claims and concerns over election fraud aren't going away. How voter fraud in Utah is investigated and how often it happens. I'm Matt Rascone, and this week we dive into the question of voter fraud and election integrity in Utah. To do that, I sat down with two of my colleagues. But that would mean fraud on a level that changes an election's outcome. So investigative reporter Daniela Rivera. Is it a problem? An investigative producer. I think if you still have doubts, Cindy St. Clair. Go see it for yourself. Okay, well, let's uh, let's start at the beginning. Um, what what first drew you, Cindy, to this story? So you kind of have this noise that is in the background. Some, if, depending upon how you're following it, maybe it's more prominent that you're hearing it than than others. But of you know, election fraud and election crimes, and can we trust our elections? So I really wanted to get to what does election crime actually look like in Utah. And earlier this year, the Deseret News had put out this great poll in Utah. Earlier this year showed overwhelmingly, Utahns are confident our elections will be fair and accurate for the midterms. But 17%, nearly one in five Utahns, think elections won't be fair. That prompted KSL investigator... Hey, nearly one in five Utahns actually don't think the midterms are going to be safe and secure. And they're worried about election fraud happening. So that kind of helped us propel on this path of what does that actually look like here? Um, And is it a big deal? So far, there really hasn't been anything that anyone has shown us that is actually evidence of of voter fraud. Um, Accusations are not evidence. But don't just take her word for it. Let's look at the facts. What are the steps to find the answers to those questions? So we we started with public records. I like numbers. I like data. So we went to the courts to see exactly how often this is being prosecuted. I put in a public records request and I said, hey, I want any and all election crimes based under this election code for the last 10 years for the entire state. And I want to look at the case numbers so we can actually look at what happened, um, get a feel for the narrative of what kinds of things are happening. So it's everything from voter intimidation, signing the wrong ballot, um, destroying yard signs. It's, there's a lot to our election code. And it wasn't what I thought when we got the data back. KSL investigators retrieved every single case of any election crime prosecuted in the entire state of Utah in the last decade. Here's what we found. We got 17 people who have been prosecuted, and it's 36 crimes because some of them had multiple charges. But that's it. In 10 years, it's 17 people that have committed any kind of election crime in the state of Utah. 
the most common charge, forging signatures on ballot referendums. And it was closely tied to ballot initiatives like the Medical Marijuana Act. Uh, you know, they were trying to get on the ballot in 2018. Um, there were a few that were tied to a specific company that would pay you if you go out and gather signatures. Um, these people were going out and saying, oh, hey, I gathered all these signatures, and they would get paid per signature. But what they found as the county clerks were going through then those packets that they would bring back is they were not matching up to the signatures that were on file for the voters. And so they would be calling these voters, and the voters would say, I didn't sign anything like that. And that's how they were catching them. So that was... A significant amount of the people um, was was those kinds of situations. Um, there were about five people um, that were destroying or defacing campaign signs. And how about double voting? Well, it's just one guy. If you're looking at like the specific, you think like, oh, election fraud. People are out there signing ballots or they're sending ballots that for dead voters. That was prosecuted one time, and it was a guy. We actually called him up. He was in his early 20s and he's telling us, you know, it was my first election. Um, I didn't really understand how provisional ballots worked and I saw on the news that, oh, hey, you can go check the status of your ballot at the actual election center on the day of. Well, you didn't understand that you can't vote there <laughs> and so he voted twice. They recognize the mistake, I mean, and it shows in the punishment that he got. It was diversion agreement, so basically they said, don't ever do it again. The judge made him pay a $50 fine, and the case was dismissed. What does widespread voter fraud look like, and does it happen here in Utah? I don't even know that I could say what widespread voter fraud looks like because it doesn't happen here in Utah. So once we have all that data and the records that Cindy got, we have to find out what those numbers mean, who those cases represent. Some of that, you know, Cindy calling up the one guy. Um, so then we went to election officials. We went to the state's top election official, Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson. If there's voter fraud going on, I want to know about it. We also spoke with the deputy clerk in Davis County. We took a tour of their election center. Most people want to play by the rules. And we talked with um, a prosecutor, Salt Lake County District Attorney Sim Gill. While there is a lot of rhetoric out there, uh, the, it is just not based in reality of what is happening uh, in the state of Utah and certainly in Salt Lake County. Because we had questions about, okay, well, just because things aren't being prosecuted, you know, does that mean that there's crimes happening that aren't being prosecuted. So we wanted to make sure that we weren't just relying on the numbers for our, our understanding of what election-related crime looks like in Utah. Um, and we did find that the most significant issue that they deal with isn't really reflected in those numbers. Election officials tell us the number one problem that they see is a family member signing someone's a voter's ballot for them with their permission, trying to do them a favor, not realizing that that's a crime and a serious one. And the way that they've been dealing with those is through education, determining, oh, okay, this wasn't someone trying to commit fraud. There wasn't criminal intent. Um, so with those, it's typically a stern warning, letting them know, hey, this is a felony. You know, it's maybe mom's got a kid on a mission or in college. You can't sign their ballot for them. And they say that with those warnings, they haven't had any repeat offenders. Our citizens need to know that they can and they have every reason to trust the integrity of this process. He's telling us if there is a crime happening, we will prosecute it. And so, you know, I asked him, how can people be sure that you are prosecuting all the crimes? And he said, look, he said, I can 
can join with people across the political aisle, um, our lieutenant governor, a Republican, him being a Democrat, telling us we are in alignment and in agreement that there's not fraud here that's not being dealt with. So he's telling us what you see in those cases that were provided to you. Those are the instances where there was a criminal element to a voting issue and then it was taken care of. It was identified and it was prosecuted. We take these issues extremely seriously and it just is not there. It does not, we have not seen it. We, we don't see it in any kind of significant numbers. And I think my counterparts and my colleagues at the state level would probably stress the same thing. And what we learned from prosecutors is that intent is a huge thing. You're trying to figure out what is this person trying to do? Are they trying to uh, game the system? Are they trying to get some unfair advantage to their own self there? If it's just, oh, hey, I thought I was fine to do this, like I'm just signing it for my, you know, mother-in-law who's in the hospital. She said it was okay. That's going to be hard to hold up as I am intending to defraud this election and cast a ballot in someone else's name with the intent of turning over the results. And I think that's what people don't understand is widespread fraud means that what happens, the crimes that happen are actually going to overturn the legitimate results of an election. It would have to be on a scale that completely changes the outcome. And no one we talked to said that that was happening. Even those ballots that are erroneously being signed by well-intending family members are only happening like at most a dozen times per election um, in a county. So it's not, if you're looking for it, well, why, if it's happening and you're signing a ballot, then why aren't those people going to jail? A lot of it really comes down to, well, what was their intention behind it? So I guess that brings us back to that number of 17, right? So there, there were more, there's been more things that have happened is what, is what I'm hearing, but they just didn't actually work their way through because of that intent. Right. It's not a thing here in Utah because we've worked so hard over the years. To what were the takeaways in- from your interview with Lieutenant Governor Henderson? I mean, I think the takeaway, I walked away with a feeling that um, it is really important to them that they get the message out that elections are safe and secure in Utah. Elections in Utah are secure and accessible. These days, Henderson's office sounds like a broken record, repeatedly touting Utah's secure election processes, especially in response to attacks on our mail-in ballot process. And I think that can be a challenge in, in their position because there are still people who, without evidence, feel very strongly that Uh, There might be something uh, going wrong with our elections, again, with no evidence. So when something hasn't happened, there's not proof of it, right? So they can come forward and say, we have no election fraud. We can go and do this investigation and say, these are the very minimal cases we found. Um, But there's just a widespread uh, public education and information effort that's taking place now from that office trying to continue to enforce their message of safety and security, which can be a difficult thing because we live in a time where so much is up for debate and you're hearing so much on social media, which is really the purpose of our reporting, is to cut through all that noise and and focus on the facts. What can we tell you we know for sure? Voting by mail was widespread in Utah in the 2016 election, well before other states had to scramble during the pandemic. Each county has a clerk who is overseeing the elections 
in that specific county. And you actually went to Davis County. Talk about that experience. Yeah, we sat down with Brian McKenzie, the deputy clerk there overseeing their election. The most common issue elections officials run into is a voter's family member signing their ballot for them. And that's caught right here in the signature verification area. It will happen every election. We usually have anywhere from a handful to a, a dozen or so. And we actually got a tour, a walkthrough of their election center. And something I think is just fabulous about that is they're inviting the public in. They have other public tours of that same area scheduled later this month. Um, they're going to, you know, fire up the machines and send a round of sample ballots through to make sure they're working properly. That's something they're going to do uh, in front of the public. It's open to come and watch for yourself. Something interesting that I learned doing the tour is those ballot machines, all of the laptops they're using to verify signatures, none of those are connected to the Internet. I know that was something that came up after our investigation. We got an email with concerns about whether those machines can be hacked. Exactly. And it, it put me at ease to be there and learn that none of these are connected to the Internet. Um, so those are just little... Um, checks, balance, balances, stops in the process to keep things um, on track that you can learn and see for yourself when you go and take one of those tours. And something else that I think is interesting that they told us they're doing this year is they're making sure, they're using the buddy system with their poll workers. They have uh, plenty of people in Davis County, hundreds of people who sign up to be uh, poll workers and election workers. And they are going to make sure that there's two of them together at all times for two reasons. One, let's say there were to be someone with malicious intent to try to infiltrate the system by being a poll worker. Um, and then a more likely one one I think that they think is, you know, what if there's an accusation against one of our poll workers? It protects them from false accusations when they are working in pairs and there's a witness to everything. We have to help educate the public and, and be open and transparent as far as the law allows us to. This past spring, Utah lawmakers put several more election laws in place, in some instances making our election processes more transparent, like expanded access for poll watchers. So if you're still having doubts, go see those processes for yourself. Lieutenant Governor Henderson did mention that there is a place in all of this for um, voter responsibility to kind of take ownership of your part in the process. And you can now track your ballot online, which I thought was interesting. It's something that I'll probably do as a voter. I want to see where my vote is along the way. And um, I think that's something that could even help put Utahns at ease, being able to know where their vote is in the process um, and that it was counted. I think we are committed to making sure that we're holding our election officials accountable, right? If there is something going on, we want to try and figure that out. This isn't, I guess, a kumbaya moment of, hey, the elections are safe. We want to make sure that they are. Um, and I think that was what we tried to do here. Um, and we want to continue that as the election season continues, as we get closer to midterms. If we're hearing about situations that you know, they're, hey, I'm seeing fraud, hey, I'm, I'm seeing suspicious behavior. We want to know about it because we want to be able to check those people who are in that, in that position um, and, and make sure that everybody, every voter has as much information as possible before they cast their ballot um, about candidates, that their ballot is going to be safe, all of the new laws that are in place, 
Um, so that's, that's kind of what we're looking at is just following the process and being a resource for Utahns um, to make sure that everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah, I, when I think of investigative stories, you usually think of like, we're looking into this and look at how much we found. But in this case, I mean, was this unique in a way where it's like, look how little we found? Yeah, it's not really a, a sexy TV story, right, to say, oh, hey, guess what? Like, everything's fine here. <laughs> but but I think that's important in the climate that we have, right, is, hey, we're going to take a look. And guess what? This is what we found. Um, I think that has become more valid than ever that we are we are showing the small numbers as well as if there are large numbers. Um so that was that was interesting. I also thought it was interesting that it's not just like a Wasatch Front issue. This was, we were seeing crimes in Carbon County, in Cache County, you know, in Washington County. It wasn't any kind of trend that said, oh, it's just in Salt Lake County. They weren't, they weren't even the number one with the prosecutions. So I think this is why I love data is because I, it puts into context what's actually happening and it's, hard to make numbers lie. <laughs> Everyone I talked to said, if there's voter fraud going on, I want to know about it. If there is legitimate evidence of a crime, we want to know. If there's voter fraud going on, the county clerks want to know about it. Everyone said, we want to know. Please bring that to us. Show us evidence. Um, show us what the problems are. We will address them. And as Cindy said earlier, we want to know too. That's kind of why we started this as a, you know, it's our role to be a watchdog of government processes. And so just because we didn't find anything right now, you know, it doesn't mean we stop or we look away. And I think that everyone involved in the process who I spoke with has that same intention to keep watching and make sure that if there are any concerns, they're investigated fully. I think if you still have doubts, go see it for yourself. I mean, there are so many opportunities now to be a poll watcher. Um, there was laws that went into place this year from the Utah State Legislature that makes it more accessible, that you can only be no more than six feet away. So you are really breathing down the necks of some of these poll workers to make sure that things go smoothly. Um, like Danny said, you can track your ballot online. Um, there are all kinds of demonstrations and tours that are being done at the county clerk's office. There has never been a more accessible time to watch the elections process. So if you do have any doubts, take that on yourself and go see it for yourself. If there's something you want the KSL investigators to look into, call or text the number on your screen or send me an email. It's daniella at ksl.com. As mentioned, this is a story we will continue to follow on KSL, and you can find your election coverage on KSL TV and KSL News Radio leading up to November 8th. That does it for us this week on KSL Plus. I'm Matt Rascone. We'll see you again next week.